On today's episode of Infinity Sports, we're going to be talking about Kyrie Irving asking for LeBron James to be the logo of the NBA. We'll be talking some LeBron, Zion. Kobe. Kobe, I'm sorry. We'll be talking about uh, Tiger Woods' car crash, Russell Wilson. We're, we're going to bring back fact or fiction. We haven't done that in forever. And we're going to start things off with Zlatan and LeBron right after this eight-second intro. Welcome to Infinity Sports. I'm Wayne G. I'm joined, as always, by Sully. What's up? Hey, what's poppin'? And Nick P. What's going on? What's up, guys? It's it's your boy, Nick P., a.k.a. Max Kellerman, a.k.a. Skip Bayless. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, Skip Bayless, Max Kellerman. That's kind of the uh, <laughs> yeah, what we're going That's with. a trend. Honestly, a trend. I, I think you got to throw some Collinsworth in there, too. Cause... Collinsworth. I'll take Tony Romo as well. well Not Collinsworth. Uh, <laughs> who's, the, who's the one who just went to, uh, to the other network? He's got his own show. Oh, um... We both hate him. What's that? We both hate it's his guts. Collins. It's not Collinsworth. No, it's not. Uh, we no, both hate Coward. Coward. Colin oh, Colin Coward. Yeah, Colin Coward. Yeah, I can go a little bit of that. Who's that sportscaster that bit that lady? Marv Albert. Marv Albert. Marv Albert. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a, he's a play-by-play guy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of him, too. Anyway, sorry, Wayne. You're sorry. <laughs> So we're kicking off the show with a big story that's kind of even trickled into today. We'll go over the updates. But Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who is maybe my favorite uh, soccer player because of his arrogance and outspokenness, has come out and said the following about LeBron James. He said, LeBron is phenomenal at what he does, but I don't like when people have some kind of status. They go to politics at the same time. Do what you're good at. Do the category you do. I play football because I'm the best at playing football. I don't do politics. If I was a political politician, I would do politics. That is the first big mistake that people do when they become famous and become in a certain status. Stay out of it. Just do what you do best because it doesn't look good. So it's reminiscent, I think, of Laura Ingraham saying, you know, shut up and dribble. And obviously LeBron always ends up at the center of these controversies. But I did want to get your take on – celebrities and athletes in general giving their political opinion to the masses? Uh, I mean, you know, I think we've touched on this briefly, like when we talked about the shut up and dribble and things like that. Um, I'm actually in favor of what Zontad said. Um, I don't like celebrities and people like that using their influence uh, to talk about political topics because truthfully they're not experts on said topic and they influence so many people that they're possibly having uneducated information, you know, passed on down the train. And it just creates this snowball effect of a lot of bad info influencing a lot of people. And I, I mean, you have the right to say anything you want and, and do things like that. By all means, I'm not saying, you know, you don't have the right to do that or I don't want you to do that. But like, you've got to be smart. And I don't think it should like you've got to make sure that you're educated on the situation because of the amount of people that you are influencing. Like it's, it's just in the social media age, you reach so many people. So I'm going to, um, I guess I'm going to do a disservice by trying to clarify what I feel uh, Zlatan was saying. And what I feel Zlatan was saying was LeBron, you sound like an idiot when you talk about politics so you need to stop talking about politics because I don't think Zlatan would make that same statements or similar statements to a guy like Marcus Rashford, for example, from Manchester United, who's out there creating charities to make sure that there are no 
children um, that are going hungry throughout the entire UK, right? Which is a significant problem right now that, you know, the British are facing. Um, and Marcus Rashford doing something. It's very political, but it's also charitable at the same time. Like, I don't think that Zlatan's going to say those kind of things about athletes who are making a difference in a positive way. Um, I think Zlatan just, for whatever reason, decided to put it as delicately as he, as he could in saying that, LeBron, you sound like an idiot when you talk about politics. Um, that being said, I don't necessarily agree with Zlatan because I like when LeBron inserts his opinions on politics and things like that because it does make him look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> more reasonable people, and I'm all for anything that makes him look like an idiot. Um, and he does it so well. I mean, LeBron's a great basketball player, obviously, like one of the best of all time. I'll give him that. But um, it, it's things like this that will tarnish LeBron's legacy, in my opinion. And um, I say let's let's have more of it. See, and I feel like in a way it's what everybody wanted Michael Jordan to do back in the day, and he wouldn't, which is kind of step out and, and be a spokesperson for things. And LeBron James, I'll give him credit for that. And to Sully's point, like I said, we're not taking away anyone's freedom of speech. If you want to talk about stuff, talk about stuff. But I think right. you need to be responsible with your platform. And if you can establish that you know what you're talking about, and I'm not saying that LeBron doesn't even because I don't think I've watched enough of his takes on things. But mm. if he could do something maybe with a, a debate that he does with somebody like a Charlie Rose or just kind of like you know, and showcase his knowledge and what he knows, I might say, all right, you know, he's cool. He can talk about it. like John Stewart. I think John Stewart's fine to talk about whatever he wants. I mean, I think he knows what he's talking about, even if you disagree with him, you know, and I think that LeBron James could do the same thing if he just does something where he can show that he knows what he's talking about. But I think that the problem with me and LeBron is that. It's not what he's standing for or what he's trying to do. It's that I always feel in some way, some shape or form, LeBron is trying to make it about him. He's not trying to shine light on an issue. He's trying to be the face of the issue because it's all about him. And that's what really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that take, too. Um, I think that that's, that's absolutely a fair point because when he says, I mean, LeBron makes polarizing statements all the time without even probably realizing it because, again, he's an idiot. He says things like my people and like these sort of things. It's like, come on, LeBron, you're not Moses. Okay. You, you, you know, let my people go. If you will. Um, I, I just, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand LeBron's thought process other than he wants to give himself a, a continue to give himself a platform to be relevant in everything. He doesn't even need to do that. I mean, you can't go on ESPN without seeing at least 15 to 16 LeBron related posts. I mean, shit, I know what he eats for breakfast every day. Thanks to ESPN. So I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm glad Michael Jordan didn't do it. I'm glad Kobe Bryant didn't do, do didn't do this sort of stuff. Uh, Republicans buy shoes too, right? <laughs> <laughs> they sure do. And uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's also too like, Unfortunately, like a lot of the things like that he like, I hate to bring this up, but like, you know, when you wear a Brianna Taylor T-shirt or, or something like that, and it's like, you know, you don't understand the situation and and like actually kind of what happened and, and things like that. And, you know, and you promote this this almost mob mentality, you know, with with these masses that you're reaching and it's it can be a problem and it can create a, a shitstorm, you know, for lack of a better word. And I think, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. You've got to be use your platform if you would like. Use, please use your platform, but you have to be more responsible. You have to understand what you're actually saying. It's not hard to take 
you know, a couple hours and invest some time. If you truly care about what you're preaching about and you truly care about what you, what message you're giving, take some time and learn what's behind that message. You know, you made a great point. Marcus Rashford has gone out and literally by himself fed hundreds of thousands of kids and, and done wonderful things. And, you know, you don't hear anything about it, obviously, one, because it's America and, and not England, but two, because he's not like out there like, promoting himself like you mentioned Wayne like he's not doing things like that it's it's done you know behind the scenes with actual people movers and 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 things that are able to and people that are able to get stuff done and uh, that's what I would more like to see from these guys if they really want to be in the political platform and really want to make themselves a focus on on that you know wave well, I thought LeBron James came out today and he said, it's funny that he said that because I believe in 2018 he was the same guy when he was in Sweden talking about the same things because his last name wasn't a certain last name. He felt like there was racism going on on the pitch. So, I mean, is LeBron right? Is Laton kind of a hypocrite here because he was outspoken about racism in Sweden? You know, in no, because no, because LeBron took that situation with Zlatan and used it completely out of context. Zlatan was being grilled by media in Sweden. Um, I actually, it wasn't in Sweden. It was during an international break where he was being grilled um, by media, and he brought up the point that, like, when he does something wrong, um, you know, the the Swedish media is not quick to come to his defense because he's not really looked at as a Swede. Right. Like he's not really because of his last name and because of his Bosnian heritage, he's not really considered a Swede and, and Swedes are Christian. They're not Muslim. Ibra is a Muslim. So it's I mean, there is that. And, and he didn't cry out and say, like, you know, it's like blatant racism. He, he mentions the same things about like racial undertones. Right. With some of like the narrative for the Swedish media. And you see this all across the world. Like LeBron wouldn't understand this sort of stuff because we want to pretend that there's some sort of police epidemic in this country where they're just out shooting unarmed black people. I mean, that's not the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is in places like Sweden, the media is not going to come to your defense if they don't if they don't look at you as an actual Swede, right? Like there is significant racial undertones in British societies right now towards the Irish. It's just things like that, right? Like there, there, there's, it's just very significant in some circles. And I don't look at Zlatan as being a hypocrite because Zlatan is grilled by the media on these sort of things. LeBron like voluntarily starts spouting the stuff off. Not only that, the racism in soccer is not like a an unknown problem. I mean, like it right. is it's a rampantly huge massive problem where teams have walked off the pitch because of it. Like this and and, and it's this isn't like something like like in America where I'm telling if you're in the stands and you scream anything at a player that's in any right. kind of racial undertone in America, you're immediately thrown out. In all these other countries, they throw batteries, they're yelling, they're screaming, they can do anything they want, nothing happens. It's it's like accepted culture over there, which I'm not saying is a good thing or, or anything like that. I'm just saying the, the difference in racism that Zlatan is talking about and LeBron is talking about are two totally different spectrums of, of racism and and segregation and things like that. Um, at, the, at the same point, it, it, like, like Nick mentioned, it's easy to find a single snippet of something 
and then try to flip that and, and call somebody a hypocrite because of it. If that's the one time Slaton has mentioned some kind of race issue, and it may not be the one, but if that's like the one he pulls is from three years ago and one point when he's getting grilled, and then meanwhile LeBron every single time something comes up thinks he has to become Superman for that agenda. I mean, they're two, two completely different things, and I mean, I think he even knows that. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's just Go on. And, to, and what I was going to say, and to Sully's point, like LeBron is not accustomed to being on the field while tens of thousands of, of Italian fans make monkey gestures or throw exactly. banana peels at the players. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like things like why? that. Like LeBron has no, I mean, he has no understanding of what that's like, not just for the players that are being targeted, but for the teammates of those players. And Zlatan has been a teammate to players like that. And it's like, there are differences. There are distinct differences between what happens in this country and what sort of racism or political environments look like in other parts of the world. And even though LeBron says he's educated, because I think, Wayne, to your point, he did mention, like, I'm, I am very well educated. and He shouldn't be telling these things to me. Like, no, you're not, LeBron. You're not well educated because there's a lot of times talking of a worldly view because he's played in the world all over the world. You have not. And I think to Sully's point, too, what makes sense is, like you said, every time something comes up, LeBron runs to the front of the wagon to be the face of the the movement, right? Right. And I think that's the issue is instead of taking a few seconds to say, you know, I do want to speak about this. This is something that is, you know, consistent with my platform, but I want to take a few minutes to look at everything first. Then I'll comment on it. Like I said, LeBron is like, I need to get out in front of this. And then there's almost like a, a level of self-importance because – after Laura Ingraham said, you know, shut up and dribble, I think his comment was, I'm too important to the world to shut up. And I'm like, yes. whoa, who are you, Gandhi? Like, come on. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. My people, I'm too important to the world. It's um, it's a little bit much for LeBron James. I mean, is it, though? I mean, like, like, look, I mean, it obviously is. But in his head, I mean, that the guy since he's been 16 has been labeled – the Messiah, you know what I mean? Like, well, the like King, King James the, the, and, yeah, and King. all this shit. Yeah, and it's like, I'm telling you, like, he lives in a different kind of realm and world that we live in. Like, he truly probably believes he is, like, some otherworldly special being. Like, no lie. And, and so, I, I mean, I understand kind of the talk he does. But, again, I think the main point we all agree here is, Use your platform if you want, but you've got to be smart about it. Like, we don't come into this show just talking about random things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like even we take the time to even look up and do and do some research before we do, we just spout off. And, I mean, this guy's – we reach, you know, we're lucky if we reach a 1,000 people. This guy's reaching millions upon hundreds of millions of, of fans. And it's like, look, you've you've got to understand your, your, your reach is further than you think and you're affecting more lives than you actually are, are taking into account. Well, and a point that Nick made uh, off the air when we were talking, Nick was commenting on my arrogance, which I think most people find amusing, but um, some people do find it abrasive. And Nick mentioned the, the Roman, right? You said, who was the Octavius? Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus. Had the guy in the back saying, you're just a man, as people were uh, you know, cheering. LeBron needs that guy in his ear saying, you're just a man, right? Mm -hmm. Right. That, yeah, that's exactly right. I think, yeah, you can and, and you can probably point to many athletes who 
actually are what LeBron wants to be in his head, right? Like if you look at a guy like Ronaldo, or if you look at a guy like Lionel Messi, or if you look at the Michael Jordans and the, I mean, you know, Kobe Bryant's of the world, I mean, they just excelled in what they did. They stayed out of like all the polarization and that kind of stuff. And it's why, I mean, you can't assign a political position to any of those players that I just, that I just made. I mean, LeBron's just trying to, he's trying to establish a movement and it's the LeBron James movement. It's not about the movement. I think that's fair. Keeping it with basketball, and kind of some crazy thoughts. Kyrie Irving, who is no you know stranger to saying crazy things, has come out and said that he thinks Kobe Bryant should be the logo for the NBA. Now, I did some digging on this. We just talked about doing research, and I didn't realize Jerry West doesn't want to be the logo. Like he's sick of it. He he's yeah. actually said four years ago. He said, "Can you please make the logo Kareem or Jordan or you know, LeBron, and not make it me? I don't want it to be me." He's kind of embarrassed by it. He feels like the logo overshadows his legacy as a player. People refer mm-hmm. to him as a logo, and he doesn't like that. So it's perfect timing too, because you know, with Kobe dying last year, there was always like, what can we do to celebrate, you know, Kobe and making him the logo kind of seems like that thing, but there's downsides. So to me, it's like, does it make sense financially? Who are you looking to sway by doing this? Um, And also the big thing is, can the NBA really make Kobe Bryant the face of the NBA given his questionable past? Well, for a couple of things, uh, to start, I don't think they should change, you know, uh, the logo to something like Kobe. For one, I don't think he has an iconic image that you look at it and you're like, that's Kobe Bryant, like as a silhouette. Um, now, granted, we learned that through Jerry West, like, and, and I don't think anybody thought he had an iconic image. But if you're going to change your brand, I think you should go with like a, a more iconic image. I would try to get in there with Jordan somehow and, and try to make a jump in a logo somehow. Um, I just would. Uh, I really, I just would. I think it would expand the brand of the NBA more too. Um, and and not only that, I mean, the Kobe, didn't they name the All-Star MVP award after him? Probably, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I know they did. And that was like the his tribute. So now the, the Kobe Bryant award is the All-Star MVP. Um, so I think that was their tribute. I truly don't think the NBA is going to move off this logo. Uh, like you said, to, it's it's almost a total rebrand at that point. And, and financially, I don't think it makes sense. Yeah, I don't even – I don't look at it as like a financial – I mean, I look at it because I think the original person, Wayne, correct me if I'm wrong, the original person who brought this up was like – it was a like Kyrie Irving, but there were a few others. And Kyrie's the last guy you want back in your cause, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um I mean, I'm obviously all for it. I think uh, I don't think it'll happen for reasons that we're discussing. I don't think that the NBA is really that motivated to make it happen. A, and I also don't think, um, do Wayne, to your comment, uh, Kobe has some questionable items in his past. We'll say, um, and they come up all the time, right? Like when I remember when Kobe Bryant died, all throughout Sports Center, you'd have random comments coming in, being like, "Why are we?" You know why, why are we champion celebrating a race uh, a rapist and all, all these sort of things and it's like you know come on people if you follow the case you understand the situation but I, the point is i'm all for a kobe bryant nba logo i think that you can definitely find in the rolodex an iconic image to build around kobe bryant um 
I just don't, to sully your overall point, I just don't think uh, that it will happen. And it's not like, again, to your point, having a guy like Kyrie Irving championing his cause <laughs> yeah. favorites either. So, um, you, unless you had Kobe Bryant, like, you know, shooting a jump shot on the edge of flat earth, that'd be pretty cool. Well, why does it have to be a player is my question. Why can't it just be a generic image of a guy dribbling, shooting, dunking, whatever it is? Why does it have to be modeled after a player? Just because Jerry West was the model, it has to be another player? I don't think it does. Um, and plus, I think it brings in too much licensing stuff. Like you said, the Jumpman logo. Forget it. Michael Jordan's going to want $10 billion right. to use that logo as the NBA logo. You know, I mean, right. so... If you use he a specific owner, though, but he's an owner, so he. But it's he, conflict he, of interest at that point. It wouldn't be. Yeah, I guess you're right. That is conflict you know? of interest at that point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So I don't. I guess I don't think it has to be uh, an iconic image. It just has to be a different image. If Jerry, if Jerry West really just doesn't want to be the logo anymore, then you know, I guess whatever. Too I mean, bad I, for Jerry, then. Honestly, <laughs> I would think, like, truly, like, honestly, too bad for Jerry. Like, sucks to be you, bro. You think Mr. Potato Head wanted to just be called Potato Head from now on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that they ever would change it, and I don't think they should either, honestly, if I'm being honest. Uh, I, I I know I was, like, kind of, like, behind it before, but, I mean, I, I, I like the logo. I, honestly, I don't think any of the new generation even knows who Jerry West is anyway. And, you know, once he dies, you know, it'll, then what, then is, do you, did you take it away? Do you give it back to him? Cause Jerry West died. Do you go back to the old logo? You know, it just, just leave it how it is. Let it play out. And, you know, we'll go, you know, we'll I got to, I got a trivia question for you both again. I know we uh, have a trivia section, but I want to ask you guys this question. So it's not definitive, but it's highly, highly thought of this player being the model for the MLB logo. Mickey Bannell. That's your guess? Mickey Bannell? What do you think, Sully? I don't know the extent of your baseball historical knowledge. I would assume you're both pretty pretty. No, pretty I, know, I know baseball. Um, I'll, give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It is a left-handed hitter. Yeah. Oh, Teddy Williams. Oh, that's, oh. that's actually a really good guess. Harmon Killebrew. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it hammer. You know, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's. When would the logo change? Nineteen sixty-eight. Logo, so nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's obviously like rant. Like we're not sure about that, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's like that's like the general school of thought. MLB has never come out and like authenticated it, but that's what. Yeah. So, that's why I said it's kind of kind of a moot point, but. Um, <laughs> While we're on Kobe talk, uh, did you guys see Meek Mill's lyric? Oh, about the helicopter no. crash? Yeah. yeah. Vanessa said no. Don't oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like that. To, that crashing in a chopper like Kobe Bryant or something. And then, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think that's kind of messed up, if I'm being honest. Because it doesn't, like, doesn't celebrate his greatness. It almost, like, makes light of the fact he died in a helicopter crash. And it's like, I don't know. If, and, and Meek Mill's from Philly. If I was, like, in Philly and, and – like that's where Kobe was from, so he obviously has a huge backing. I'd be pissed as shit too, because again, I think it sounds like he's almost mocking the death at that point. It's it was only a matter of time. I mean, yeah. maybe it's not maybe it's not enough time, but I watched a Family Guy episode where they made fun of nine eleven. Yeah, so if but you can, if you can make fun of that, you can't make fun of Kobe Bryant dying. I mean, 
you yeah. can, but how much flack did Family Guy get? A ton. Like, uh, you know, I remember that, you know, honestly, kind of specifically. And they got a ton of flack for it. And you're going to get a ton of flack for this kind of stuff. And, I mean, you would think the guy, like, from Philly, though, and, and who, who understood all that would try to avoid that. But yeah. uh, Continuing with basketball, I wanted to get Nick's take on this, and he can lead this segment. He wanted to talk about Zion Williamson and his – progression so far um he has hinted he might be in the dunk contest this year which would be really cool because i think that he is one of the better dunkers in the league um but i'm curious nick why did you want to talk about zion's progression uh, well it's mainly it's honestly for me it's mainly because i see so much out there about like the records that zion's breaking and the averaging the 30 points and and all these sort of things. And like, it's no knock to Zion, um, honestly, because I think Zion's a good kid. Like, I think he's a he's a, he's a a really good player who is um, probably right at the expectations that he was expected to be at, quite frankly. Um, I just look at Zion Williamson as somebody who, how sustainable is Zion Williamson? Because he looks like Michael Sweetney um, and he jumps like Vince Carter-ish. Uh, that's probably doing a disservice to Vince. Apologies. But um, I just wonder, I look at Zion and I'm like, look, man, you're, you're like a 20, 21, 22-year-old kid. Uh, you are the sixth heaviest player in the league. You look dumpy on the floor. You've already had knee issues at a young age. Those things don't tend to work well over time. So I feel bad for Zion. I think he's getting a lot of hype. He should as a number one pick. He's been performing, but it's like up until what point? Up until what point is my is my question with Zion? And it's not like he's he's helping his team win, for example. I don't think he's the best player on his team. Yeah. Who's better than him on his team? Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram. Um, I don't think Brandon Ingram's better. Um, I mean, Zion Williamson is just freaky efficient. In my in my opinion, and I think that's what is separating him from other young players and and things like that. Um, the guy, you know, makes pretty much every shot he takes because they're high percentage shots, um, and and but he's doing it like very effectively and very efficiently. And and to your point, the team doesn't win. Well, he's got one other guy on his team that's that's an all star and, and any good in Brandon Ingram. After that, you've got Lonzo Ball averaging fourteen. Eric Bledsoe struggling to average twelve. Like like these like these guys are just names that like they sound good and they look kind of good on paper. But let's be real, that's it's not a good basketball team. So like he can only do so much. And and I mean, like I don't know you. So you're going to tell me you're going to tell me Zion has less talent than a guy like John Morant, whose second best player has not played a single minute this season? No, no, no. I won't say that. I mean, again, I'm on record of saying I love John Morant. I think he's better than Zion Williamson. I also think he's better suited to succeed in this NBA because I don't think it's a big man's league. But that's still like I I, I don't know. I think like you're trying to like like shade on his on his shun on his shine right now, and for I don't see any reason to not be hyping and, and pumping up. Lo- Zion right now. Now I agree Zion or Josh should be getting more light and Zion just gets the main spotlight. But just because one guy isn't getting the spotlight means you should put the, put the shade on the other guy. I I think what Zion's doing is incredible. I think it's insane to, to watch. I don't, 
I truly don't think anybody actually expected him to be this dominant in the NBA. I don't um, think he's dominant. I think I think I think I think he's going on averaging thirty points and 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 shooting eighty percent and things like that. He's like, losing. He's losing, and he's cares against like, against loser matchups. Like if he has to play, if he has to play against, if he has to match up in a playoff situation against like AD, or if he has to match up in a playoff situation against like even like a guy like Udonis Haslam. I mean, Tristan Thompson made him look like a child until Brad. That game. Speaking Absolutely. of IG, speaking of the guy can't win games. Well, I wouldn't say. Oh wait, that, that wasn't Zion, right? That was Brad Stevens' fault. He lost that game. Zion. Well, it was Brad Stevens' fault, but it was also it was also Brandon Ingram who won that game. Brandon Ingram hit the uh, game-winning three. Did not. I mean, oh, okay. So, so Zion's Zion's thirty points, and what was he? What was he? Seventeen to eighteen? Yeah, you're right. That that wasn't that wasn't him winning that game. Or, or well, I mean, he, he didn't have, have, he didn't have anything to do with that. Oh, I'm not saying he didn't have anything to do with it, but Ingram was the best player on the team. When they need somebody to take the final shot, it's going to Brandon Ingram. It's not going to Zion Williams. I don't know. At, at this point right now, uh, truthfully, you, all you do is sound like a hater. Like you do. Like like you just sound like, like it doesn't seem like there's any re- – you have no reason your, – your whole reason is they're losing games. Well, that's not Zion's fault. What else can Zion do at this point? The guy's breaking records and, and his team's still losing. That's not his fault. Like he needs- my point is my point is he gets hyped like he's the solar superstar that – and he should be as a number one pick, that he's going to help carry a franchise. But he's really just Zach Randolph on a really bad team. He's really just the Pau Gasol on a really bad team. He's going to put up crazy good numbers. So he's he, needs to play, he needs to play with a he needs to play with a guy who is going to carry him to an extent. I mean, I think Brandon Ingram. I think I just don't think it's a good. I don't think that they play well off each other, and that's the issue with uh, New Orleans as a whole. But I also think that like Zion's a guy that's going to need to go play with like a Lamelo Ball at some point in his career. Zion's the type of guy who's going to need to join a quote unquote super team, and that's Every assuming. Is, uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, but it wasn't always that way. Well, like Giannis think, isn't that way. And I think to your point that that you know it's not necessarily a bad thing because I think that we've talked ad nauseum about how everybody needs somebody else, you know. And I understand what you're saying. That in order for Zion to win a championship, he needs to be with another star who can carry him. In order for Ja Morant to win a championship, he needs to be with another star that he could carry. Those two would be perfect together, right? But they're both stars. I don't want to diminish one as not being a star just because he. Yeah, needs but to I look at Zion as more. I look at Ja as the type of person who turns a franchise around. I look at Zion as the type of person who literally is like, to my point, Pau Gasol in Memphis, Zach Randolph. Like I, I look at like him as that type of guy where it's like. He'll, his numbers will get diluted when he, if and when he gets to a better team with a better superstar, his numbers will become diluted, and maybe he'll learn a thing or two. And that's a huge if, right? Like now we're playing the if game, so that's a huge if because I don't think Zion's going to put a ten-year stretch in where he's healthy. Period. I just don't see that happening for him. I don't. I don't see. I don't see his ceiling as him being able to be a superstar level player for greater than a five year period. I just don't see it. I don't. I think once age twenty five hits, he's screwed. That's my. That's my take on it. And it's nothing he did. I mean, part of it's genetics. It just is what it is. But I think he's screwed. I don't know. I, I, again, I. I think it's just. I think you're just sipping the haterade at this point because um, you're upset that Jaw isn't getting shine. Um, no, no, no! I'm not upset because that's what motivates Ja. I love that Ja gets overlooked because Ja will be the first person to tell you. Like, like Ja's never going to. Ja's not going to win a championship for Memphis. 
No way. I don't know. We'll see, we'll see when Triple J comes back. We'll see when Triple J comes back. So you're going to sit here with a straight face and tell me that Memphis team has any shot at all at beating the Lakers? Well, are we talking winning a championship this year? I mean, I'd like to see Memphis yes, make the playoffs. Like, because you're talking about winning right now. So what's it matter? Like, if Zion's like if Zion's not going to win right now and he's going to get better down the road, then you have to treat Ja with the same kind of – Yeah, ja well, ja, but Ja's in the playoff of, hunt. Ja's in the playoff hunt with less talent, much less talent. Much less talent. I mean, it's not even it's not even the same stratosphere as to what Ja plays with in Memphis compared to what Zion plays with in New Orleans. And Wayne, Wayne, Wayne likes Lonzo Ball. So you were slating Lonzo Ball, but I don't think Lonzo Ball is a bad point guard, especially with those sort of guys around him. I don't think he's a bad point guard at all. I never said he was bad, but again, like you're trying to like – Make it seem like the Hornets are like a great team uh, and should be like competing and, and things like that. I mean, the Pelicans. I mean, the Pelicans. I did that before, pretty sure, too. Yeah, uh, no, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, you make it seem like they should be competing, and it's like they're, they're lucky if they're a seven or eight seed. Like, like, and, and it's oh. like, as a talent wise. And I mean, oh. the Pelicans. <laughs> Never be a seven or eight seed. Memphis is going to be yeah, like a seven or eight seed. And that's never what I'm be. saying. Like, Memphis is lucky to get a seven or eight seed. That team isn't talented either. But what I'm saying is, is I don't think like you're like you're you're trying to say like the the Pelicans are a a team that are being uh, like should be competing or something just because they have Zion. Well, it's like no, like you've got to get help. Well, why? Like Brandon- but then why? But then why was he the number one pick? Why does he get more hype than a guy like John Moran? Because if Jaw was in New Orleans, they'd be in the playoff hunt. You put Jaw in New Orleans and and with Brandon Ingram and that. And what team, they're an eight seed? Cool. Like the, what's why is that any better than a oh, ten they'd be seed? Better than, they'd be better than an eight seed. They'd be better. I, than I don't than know. Would they? I don't think he fits on that team honestly with Lonzo and, and Brandon Ingram. But Lonzo he gets play. more hype. The reason he gets more hype is because he was getting a million views on YouTube as a 15, 16-year-old sophomore in high yes. school. Yes. So everybody yes. knows who he is. Yes. Nobody knew who John Morant was until he had a great year in college. Like They didn't know who he was. Nobody knew. He went to a small school. Nobody knew who John Morant was. But well, then he's he, in Memphis. Right, but he blew up. So I think that the, when you say why does he get more hype than John Morant, it's because people have been watching him for longer and been anticipating him for longer. I think John Morant's going to get there. He's a superstar. I think, but I think Zion's a superstar too. And I agree with Sully's point. Like, I don't want to like take anything away from Zion because of what his team isn't doing. I mean, I, I would want him on the Lakers. I mean, maybe not instead of Anthony Davis, who's a top five player, but I would yeah, want him on pretty much. I would want him on pretty much any team. I mean, he's he's a superstar. That's what I mean. Like, there's no team in the league that like if you put Zion on the block, wouldn't mortgage their future to get him. Like. And and I mean that's saying I'd say the same exact thing about Ja, and and so you know again I think to just to I don't know I, again I feel like you're shitting on on Zion right now for essentially no reason like like no, again it's not, it's, it's not, it's not winning not for, games but like it's the guy's no reason. It's like he can't still carry a franchise records. he can't either can, can Ja Morant. He he can't. Well, I, I think I think Ja can. Hence, Memphis well, he, is in the playoffs. We just, what do you mean? He needs help to, to to. You just said he can't carry a franchise to a championship. But you're not going to build around Zion Williamson. You're not going to build a team around Zion Williamson. I'm yes, sorry, nobody's going to do it. Wayne would yeah, take him if he didn't have AD, but you had LeBron. You wouldn't take Zion if you didn't have those two players to build your franchise around. But I bet you take I bet you take Ja. I would take Lamelo to build a franchise around before I take Zion. I mean, no it's way. just a. I wouldn't, take ja, I wouldn't take John the Lakers over LeBron or AD either, though. Right, but I'm not I'm not comparing that to that. I'm just saying, like, there's certain players that you can identify that you can build a team around and, and literally build around that player. I don't look at Zion as one of those guys, especially long-term. 
project. I mean, the guy weighs 300 pounds at 6'7". Michael so Sweeney. What I'm saying, though, is that that's a positional thing. The way that he plays the position and the position he plays, that's a product of that. I wouldn't build a team around Carl Malone. The guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I would build a team around Tim Duncan. Well, I would around Tim Duncan, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, do you, what do you mean? Well, I mean, I wouldn't. I, this is a guard league. You need a, you need a, a one and a two. That oh, you're saying now. Ball. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So you're saying you wouldn't build a team around Tim Duncan now or yeah. Carl Malone now? Yes. Okay. I, okay. I yes. Like if I have if I had I the follow. chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, but that's my point. You know, and that's just the position. That's but that's point. not taking anything away from Zion. Like, like the guy's still. I mean, like you can't knock how stupidly. Like, did you honestly think he was going to come in the league and be this efficient and this dominant and bully like NBA guys at 19 years old? Like, did yeah, you really think that? Three, because he's athletic and 300 pounds. Let's see how sustainable that is. He's, well, he's he, 280. He's, All right. Well, he's listed at 280. You ever watch him play? You don't look no 280. I'll tell you I what. Think he looks I don't think he looks at his name, man. I really six, don't. Five, it'd be 6'5", he looks 280. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't shit. think he looks at his name, to be honest. So, But, I, I mean, I, I, I get your point, and I agree with your point. In, in eight years, I, he won't be as explosive, and he won't be able to just sky over people or eight, ten years, wherever it may be. Um, and he's gonna have to learn how to shoot. Blake Griffin, I think, is a is a much better kind of, you know, trail or you know, kind of, jeez, uh, comp to him, uh, and and like follow his plan essentially, Ooh. develop an outside shot, become more of a of a of a threat, you know, behind the arc and things like that, and then expand your game and you become a better player. Uh, again, that's a big if, and we'll see. But you know. I think that would be have, have to be his trend. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And my point is, Zion gets superstar hype in a league that does not favor his position, his skill set, and 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 that's annoying to me. It's very annoying to me. Well, obviously, we're getting closer and closer. I know you guys are anticipating fact or fiction, but I did want to talk about first uh, Russell Wilson coming out and saying. You because know, a lot of stuff had come out, and he said, "Listen, guys, I don't want to be traded. I didn't tell the team I want to be traded, you know. But, you know, I would waive my no trade clause if the team is hell bent on trading me to these four teams. And it was the Saints, the Bears, the Cowboys, and the Raiders. And we've talked off the air. I know Nick thinks that means it's the Raiders because the uh, Seahawks would not trade him in conference. I made the point that in conference doesn't matter. In division does, but in conference isn't that big a deal. I wanted to get Sully's take first before Nick goes off the deep end." on his four destinations that he would waive the no trade. Uh, I agree with you, Wayne. Uh, I think taking a conference in general off the table, no team does that. Um, we've seen plenty of teams trade in conference before. Um, and it, top five you know, quarterbacks? Top mm, five, give me an example of a top five no, quarterback. How often quarterbacks get traded? To be fair, you don't see top five quarterbacks even get traded. So you're not going to see a lot of them. You know, you're not going to have a huge sample size. Uh, I don't think it matters um, because to Wayne's point, like you mentioned off the thread, you're going to see him. What is it? Once every maybe two or three years. um, And then maybe in the playoffs. Um, And then again, to your point. If you trade him out of conference, you're gonna you may see him in the Super Bowl. So if, you may have to play the guy at some point at one time or another at any chance you you have. So I don't think teams truthfully think about that. I do think they think about it in a negotiation point. If teams are close, if the Raiders are offering a comparable deal as the Cowboys, if they're offering close deals, 
then yes, I think they'll go with a team that's out of conference. I think that may sway a decision. I don't think they take any teams off the table because of a conference. So I guess that's kind of my take on that. Having said all that, I think the Cowboys are the best spot. Um, I think it makes the most sense for both teams. Um, I think that uh, they can franchise Dak, trade Dak, and another compensation to the Seattle, and I think the deal gets done easy. Um, I also think it's more of a struggle for Oakland because it's going to take Carr and then I think more picks than it would to get Dak and picks. Um, now we've seen Oakland, you know, move um, uh, Mac, and so I know they're willing to make big deals. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think it would be tougher for Oakland to make the deal than it would be for a team like the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I <laughs> I don't think that you that that you exclusively have to trade a top five guy outside of the conference. Obviously, that's ridiculous. But I also think that if you're talking, and this is all hypothetical because Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. But if, if you if you if you if you have to, <laughs> it's not like the Cowboys are going to come in and say we'll give you three first rounders and a couple third rounders for Russell Wilson and Oakland's going to, or the Vegas is going to come in and they're going to say, we'll give you this shiny bag of nickels. I mean, all the deals are going to be similar. And with that being said, you're going to have a situation where um, you're going to want to choose to keep him as far away from you as visibly possible. There's a significant difference between playing a team in the playoffs and a significant statistical likelihood of playing a team interconference in the playoffs as opposed to playing a team in the Super Bowl. I think you both can reasonably say that it's a lot harder to get to a Super Bowl than it is to get to a postseason. You also play more people in the postseason than you do in a Super Bowl. So I think, like, it's just, I mean, like I said, it's kind of it's kind of a, a ridiculous thing because Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. Um, maybe he's burnt out from Pete Carroll. I was burnt out from Pete Carroll after he blew the Super Bowl against New England. So I don't know how Pete Carroll lost after that. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, I think all the deals will be very similar. And I think the weight will come in where it's like, Oh, I can trade him to Vegas and not have to see him maybe ever. I think that he, to your point, he may not be moved. I do think that there is a likelihood he does, though, because of how many quarterbacks are out there right now that are available, that if Seattle feels like, listen, if he's not happy with the coaching situation or us building defense instead of offense, whatever it is, why wouldn't we just grab one of these other quarterbacks that's out there and three or four first-round picks, too? I mean, it makes sense for us just to move on from him. And, again, if you're a team – if you're the Allen family, though, if you're the Allen family, Wayne, let's just say you own the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson comes to you and says, I'm sick of Pete Carroll. Are you going to say, well, maybe we should consider going a different direction than our quarterback to keep Pete Carroll? Yes, because I can get four first round picks for him. I can't get four first round picks for Pete Carroll. And I also no, don't dude. think I also don't think the Raiders can match. And even get close to an offer the Cowboys would match. Like you think you say they're they're not going to offer a bag of nickels. And and I I love Derek Carr. I think he's great. He's not Dak Prescott. Like he's not like Dak Prescott's ceiling is much higher than than Derek Carr's. So unless like if Dallas is offering Dak and uh, what pick do they have this year? I think it's twelve. Um, and and Oakland's offering Derek Carr and and 
you know, 19 and, and they're why not willing would it to have to be the quarterback plus picks. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me, especially if well, why, what, do you mean? what are you going to have? What are you going to, are you going to keep Derek Russell, Derek Carr and Russell West, Russell Wilson on the same team? That doesn't make any well, sense. Why would, why would, why would Seattle get themselves into a situation where they either take a Dak Prescott who they know they're going to have to overpay to keep, or they take a guy like Derek Carr, who's basically a, a, a useless to them. You want because, the draft pick so you can build around a young quarterback. If these are the two teams that are that are doing it. Then the, the Oakland's going to have to offer Carr in a package. They they can't sustain having two thirty five million dollar players on a roster. You can't do. Or that. they can put Derek Carr to New England for like a second so or third round pick, they, and then they, and then one take, and then the Who's ever done that? Who's ever done that in the history of sports? Nobody. You can't sustain. Who's ever traded for a top five quarterback? Who's ever traded for a top five quarterback in the, in the history of the NFL? Who's done it? Yeah, but you can't. So wait. So you're, <laughs> I mean, you're, no, hold right. on. So hold on. You're, you're you're telling me that that at, at this point you're going to have Derek Carr. You're going to take on Russell Wilson. Then you're going to try to move Derek Carr to a team. What makes you think that team is not going to offer you nothing? Because then why you would you not to- put Derek Carr first? If I'm a GM, I'm flipping Derek Carr first if I know I have a reasonable shot at Russell Wilson, especially if I can get a package of picks for Derek Carr that I can then turn to flip for Russell so Wilson then, as well. But you're trying to do two deals at one time now. Which well, is, that's which what GMs is, get paid to do. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> but that, they get paid to do what's in the best interest to, of the organization. To your point, quarterbacks don't get traded. So now you're trying to make two historic trades in the same season. That doesn't make well, sense. Well, I don't think Derek Carr trades a historic trade. I think, no, I think Carson the, Wentz is bigger than – The situation is – no way. Derek Carr gets way more than Carson Wentz got. Yeah, so well, there was a talk way back when Deshaun Watson, there was talk about him going to the Raiders, and the proposed two-trade deal was going to be – Derek Carr to the Washington football team for two firsts and then take those two plus two Oakland for or Las Vegas first and send four to Houston for Deshaun Watson. So I understand what Nick's saying. Like you could do a two trade type of deal. Like that. Well, yeah, but he's not, he's, that's not what he's saying. He's saying you never Derek Carr. No, so it's not. So a three team deal is different. If you work out a three team deal, that's one thing you're saying, make the trade then make another trade like that doesn't happen. Well, no. What, I mean, what difference does it make? What order you do it? I'm saying what basically it's, it's it, it makes all the difference in what order you do it, because if you don't make all trades at the same time, you lose all your leverage. When you have two 30, 40 million dollar players on your roster, another team is going to be like, look, you're going to be forced to release. Why them. would I advocate trading Derek Carr after you acquire Russell Wilson? That's never anything that I said. Uh, why? Why would I advocate? It doesn't. Even, that doesn't even make sense. But if you, you just get said Russell Derek Carr doesn't have to be, shouldn't be involved in a package to the Seahawks. You would. Right. I'm saying if I'm the Seahawks, why do I want Derek Carr? That's not. In, that's not enticing. Because I don't want Dak Prescott. He's the top ten quarterback in the league. Under John Gruden, maybe. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Derek Carr is a top ten quarterback. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't feel that way. I think he is. Well. It and is I think Dak Prescott is too. So, I think it Dak is. Prescott is. I don't think Derek Carr is. I mean, Derek Carr. Yeah, the guy who's completed over seventy percent of his passes and four thousand yards in the past two seasons. I mean, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's a top ten quarterback. I'm I, sorry, I, I don't think he's a top ten quarterback. Not in, not now. Name <laughs> ten quarterback. Do you think Lamar Jackson's better than Derek Carr? Absolutely, Lamar Jackson won an MVP. <laughs> Lamar Jackson won an MVP. How many MVPs does Derek Carr have? Uh, how many appearances does, does Derek Carr have? Just I'm just curious because you guys are big on wins. That's why Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. So how many how many um, playoff appearances does Derek Carr have? How many, how many playoff wins does Lamar Jackson have? 
Oh, he has more. He has more playoff appearances. Oh, just I'm big on wins. So how many wins does does Lamar Jackson have? Oh, so you're going to fall apart. Right? Right? Hey, real we'll quick, he does have the same amount of playoff wins as Derek Carr, right? Well, okay, so we're going to knock Lamar Jackson for making the playoffs. No, I'm going to knock Lamar Jackson because he's a terrible quarterback. Yeah, he won an MVP as a running back. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a running back. He won an MVP I mean, as a quarterback. I mean, he's a running back. Okay, my throws the ball. I mean, terribly. Oh, enough to win MVP. So does Antoine Randall L and Heinz Ward. So, I mean. Well, not enough to win MVP. No. <laughs> Derek Carr. I would take Derek Carr over Lamar Jackson. That's just me personally. Yeah. Um, especially would, in, especially so in Seattle. You said, you said, why would you, why would Seattle want him? Like, like Sully said, he's going to complete 70% of his passes. You talk about game managers. He is. Why? He's not going to do that in manager. Seattle. He's not going to do that in Seattle under Pete Carroll. He'll do it for John Gruden. He's not going to do it in Seattle under Pete Carroll. If Russell Wilson can't do it, Derek Carr is certainly not going to do it. You have to look at the system, too. I mean, come on. Like, we're removing variables here. I mean, he's going to go to a run-first offense as opposed to Gruden, who's got a pass-first offense. I mean, come on. A run-first like, offense would help his completion percentage. What are you talking about? Does no. He would throw the ball a little more passes. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Maybe one just a more accurate quarterback, which I think he is. Derek Carr's just more accurate than Russell West when Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson's a Super Bowl champion, should be a two-time Super Bowl champion. Okay, that I, doesn't I just, mean he's a. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's just one's more accurate than the other. Russell Wilson's better at, at a lot of other things, but I think Derek Carr's more accurate. Russell I mean, Wilson's, I don't think I think Russell Wilson throws a better deep ball. But if you have a run first offense, who cares? It's. I mean, it's. It's. I don't know. I don't. I think Derek Carr is again. I, I, think, mean, Wilson, a, I think Russell Wilson is a. It's like a different stratosphere than Derek Carr. I agree. I'm not. I'm not saying he's not. Uh, but, but that's why you get Derek Carr and two firsts or something like yeah, that. Bob, you want Derek Carr? No one wants Derek Carr. Maybe New England. No offense. Maybe I New England think. Wants Derek I think Nobody there are Derek. plenty of teams that would want Derek Carr. Plenty. Yeah, probably. I, I'd say like the bottom. The ones who don't have a top twenty quarterback. No, I'd say any team that doesn't have a top fifteen quarterback, maybe. Which is like the Ravens I mean, will give up Lamar Jackson. You think Ravens? No, but they haven't. They built their whole team around Lamar Jackson. I think the, the you know, Chicago Bears wouldn't take Derek Carr. And, and the Chicago Bears. I mean, come on. Let me, let me Derek Carr on the Washington football team that just won 10 games with Alex Smith, that's a 12-win ball club with Derek Carr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They did not win 10 games, A. Oh, nine. <laughs> so they won okay. seven games. They won oh, seven right. games. They were under 500. I mean, that's a – That's a 100%. Bro, they were the sixth best defense in the league. They lost to the Giants twice. They're okay. little, they, they, they lost to the Giants twice. The, the Washington football team is terrible. That division was was an was basically the way it was because Dak got hurt. Otherwise, Dallas is in the playoffs, no questions asked. I mean, I don't disagree there, but I don't think Washington's a terrible football team at all. I think, I think Derek, third Derek, Derek, in the Carr on that, Derek Carr on that football team, and they're easily a 10-win team, minimum. Oh gosh! Him and Scary that. Terry would be insane. I think. Oh god! Scary yeah, Terry I mean, got twelve hundred yards with Alex Smith. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, should, I don't know. Yeah. Derek, Derek well, I definitely Carr. think we we could do a whole show apparently about Derek Carr and how good he is. We should. We win that show. I right. wait. We win that. Show. The stats back it up. They do. 
The oh. only stat that you're going to have is yes, he hasn't made the playoffs. But other than, but he's in for one, he's in the Chiefs division, so he's not going to win that division ever. Um, so that's it's then you're hoping for a wild card, and uh, but I mean. I don't think anybody's ever going to sit back and claim the Raiders are a talented football team. But you look back, and I'm telling you, you look at his individual passing statistics, which I know you're a big stats guy, and Derek Carr's a, a top 10 quarterback in the league. I probably It would shock you. I'm telling you, it would shock you how good It wouldn't he shock me. He plays from behind all the time, so he has to throw nah, the ball. It's, it's literally not, like – it's not because they're not scoring 35. Like they're not losing like great games like that. They're losing 26 to 17 and stuff like that. Like it, it, he's, it, it's crazy efficient, good numbers. I'm telling you. Yeah. On a horrible team. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. On a horrible yeah. team. Give him DK Metcalf. <laughs> exactly. Give him DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and let's see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, because Russell Wilson did a lot with those guys. So you can only imagine if Russell, if Russell Wilson did a lot, Derek Carr will definitely do a lot. So, yeah. Russell I Wilson did a whole lot with those two guys. How much do you win with those two guys? Uh, didn't he win a Super Bowl with Tyler Lockett? I'm pretty sure he, he did, did. but he didn't win. Yeah, well, it was more Doug Baldwin, but we can say Tyler Lockett was on the and team. And DJ Metcalf is better than Doug Baldwin. So he's got a better Doug Baldwin and a Tyler Lockett. And yet and he, he can't nothing. Because they have no defense. So, so wait, so now Russell Wilson isn't good because he didn't win? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if Russell Wilson can't do it, Derek, Derek Carr's not carry his good. team to a championship? Derek Carr can't carry anything to the playoffs. Oh, he can't. <laughs> Derek Carr can't carry anything to the playoffs. Like Derek, Derek Carr, Carr on the Seahawks, that's still a playoff team. <laughs> Derek Carr. Derek Carr. You're going to get like five quarterbacks in the first round this year that are better than Derek Carr. Well, that's not a knock on Derek Carr. That's a, and yet the Jets shouldn't take a quarterback because Sam Darnold's there, right? You're on record for saying that. So, watch yeah. Well, I mean, the Jets should get Derek Carr. They'd be a match made in heaven. Two absolute dumpster fires. <laughs> I mean, the Jets should grab Derek Carr. So Sam Darnold's better than Derek Carr. I mean, I don't know. Sam Darnold has never had a chance to succeed. Oh, uh, so now now he can't. So wait, so never mind. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole because now you're just talking yourself into into retardedness. <laughs> so, getting getting to our game, which is uh, <laughs> uh, fact or fiction. I put together some really great ones. The way that the game works is I will make a statement. You guys will decide whether that statement is a fact or whether it is fiction. Uh, at the end of ten questions, uh, if you guys are tied, we will have a tiebreaker. Um, Starting things off with baseball, I have Michael Jordan played a season in double-A baseball for the Birmingham Barons. Mike Trout played one season of double-A baseball for Arkansas. In their one season, Michael Jordan had more hits than Mike Trout did in his one double-A season. Um, man, I'm going to go fiction. I feel like you're setting me up there. Stop looking down. What are you looking at your phone for, man? I was looking at Derek Carr's awful stats. Yeah. Um, so um, barely throwing for four thousand yards. So um, I, I would go. I, I would go with. Terrible. Uh, yeah. I would. I would go with. Um, I don't know, Wayne. I feel like you're asking this question to slip me up. No way does Mike, know, right? Michael, Jordan, Michael Jordan out hit Trout. So you've no been or fact? That is fiction. fiction. Yes, uh, Mike Trout had 115 hits. Michael Jordan had 88, so 30 yeah. hits shy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I was kind of throwing that in there to kind of trip you guys up. I've actually yeah. got a, a 
Mike Trout Baron uh, rookie card, honestly. There you go. Yeah, if you um, Baron uniform, a Kellogg's card. It's pretty dope. Uh, 1982, Ricky Henderson had more stolen bases than he had hits. This one you have to start because we flip back and forth. Okay. Um, more stolen bases than hits. In 1982, the year that he set the record. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the record? Nah. That is no nah. <laughs> wait, wait, You don't wait, know wait. it. That's your fault, bro. It's a lot. It is a lot. It was over 100. That's, what, that, that's what's making me um, – I'm going to say yes, he had more stolen bases than his. Yeah, I'm going to go fact. It is fiction. He, oh, but it is close, though. Because, I was going to say, I know it's close. Yeah, he had 130 stolen bases, 143 hits. Ooh, it's so close. It's so, so close. Uh, the record for most gold gloves in the major leagues is 18. That is a fact. The fact or fiction, fiction statement is that record is held by Greg Maddox. Fact. It's such a weird stat because um, Golden Gloves for pitchers are such stupid awards. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll go. I'll go with fact. It is a fact. Uh, Eighteen for Greg Maddox. Sixteen for Brooks Robinson. He's in the second place. Uh, nice, Brooks Robinson. Yeah, Getting actually, I knew that one off for it. Uh, basketball. Uh, Shout out to to Ray, by the way, for for making me know that. Big Ray guy. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Ray Fabrice, one of the guys on Facebook All Sports. Nice. I remember him posting a, that exact kind of trivia question. Uh, fact or fiction? We've got three basketball statements. All of them are going to be Wilt centric because I love talking about Wilt Chamberlain. So, the first one, uh, th- it is a fact <clears throat> that Wilt Chamberlain won four MVP awards. The statement is: in those four seasons, he accumulated more rebounds than Dennis Rodman had his entire NBA career. I'm glad I don't have to go first on this one. <laughs> In those four seasons, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go fiction. Man, that's what I wanted to go. <laughs> well, you can. Um, I mean, you still can. Yeah, I know, but at some point, I got to go different than you to win the game. Um, well, there's a tiebreaker at the end. Yeah, I know, but wait, who's winning? It's tied. It's tied. Oh, okay, nice. Um, we haven't disagreed once, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, man, I really want to say fact on this one, but I feel like you're setting me up, Wayne. Because <laughs> 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 uh, Dennis Robin, you would think, should be scored, but it should. I mean, he's got a ton of rebounds. But did he for like the rest? I'm going fact. It is fiction. False. Uh, and it's not even close, actually. So in those four seasons, yeah. uh, Wilt Chamberlain had 7,793 rebounds. Dennis Robin had 11,954. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I figured as much. Um, all right. So the next Wilt Chamberlain one, similar, which is in one of my all-time favorite basketball players is Glenn Big Dog Robinson. I know I think uh, John Vincent, JV, likes him as well. Uh, averaged 30 points per game at Purdue, was the number one overall pick. He actually averaged 20.7 points per game for his NBA career. I think he's one of the more underrated players of all time. I think he's one of the few guys who's averaged 20 and like not in the hall. Yeah, probably, yeah. So my question for you is this. 
in Wilt Chamberlain's first five seasons in the league, he scored more points than Glenn Robinson scored his entire NBA career. Fuck me. First uh, fact. Yeah, I, I had to go fact. It is a fact. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> in his first five seasons scored 16,303 points. Big Dog scored 14,234 for his career. That's wild. How come we never talked about Glenn Robinson not being in the hall, but Mitch Richmond is? Yeah, another 20-point 20, 20 per game scorer. Right? Yeah. We'll get to there. All right. The <laughs> last Wilt Chamberlain one, again, comparing it. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain averaged 46 minutes per game for his entire career. That's a fact. That's nuts. Uh, number two is Allen Iverson at 41.4. Wait. You're asking me factor fiction. Is that factor fiction? Factor fiction, Allen Iverson is number two number in two. minutes per game for his career at 41.4. Jeez. Oh man, that's a that's really great. Um I I think I have to consider later on in Iverson's career, he bounced around a bit. And I think that well, the, the fact of fiction isn't the forty-one point four. That's a fact. He averaged forty-one point four minutes per game. Is that second all time? Is it second all time? The Wilt's forty-six. Yeah, is, uh, it, is, he's asking: Is AI second yeah. all time in, in in minutes per game? Five whole minutes. Fact. <laughs> you know, we still have football though you should, you should beat me in that right Mr. Derek Carr you know, I mean if they're, if they're Derek Carr centered questions I may have you yeah. um, I'm going to go fiction I just I got to assume somebody played more minutes than that it is fiction Allen Iverson is fourth all time in minutes played so oh. still quite uh, number two is Bill Russell at 42.3 and then Oscar Robertson at 42.4 see that's what I'm saying there's, there's too many older guys that yeah, 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 were really yeah, yeah. good that I was like, there's no way. Well, there's only three guys ahead of him. That's still pretty impressive. No, I know. But like once you mentioned the five minutes, I was like, that's a lot of freaking time, man. Like somebody had to have played longer. And then what I just wanted to throw out there before we get to the football, uh, it's not necessarily a statement. Well, it's a statement, but it's not a fact or fiction part of the game. Wilt Chamberlain uh, had eight 40-40 games in his career. That's 40 points, 40 rebounds. Second place is everybody else in history with zero. <laughs> uh, just throw that one out there <laughs> yeah well you know when you're playing when there's eight teams so. Yeah. <laughs> so well Bill Russell played when there were eight teams and he never did it so uh football questions fact or fiction who's going first in this one uh, I just went first yeah okay so Bruce Smith it is a fact Bruce Smith has 200 career sacks that is first all time in NFL history Bruce Smith never led the league in sacks. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> now I got to go back to my Rolodex and see if I can remember any black on his football's future page or football, yeah, football reference page. I mean, Man, I'm going to go fact. He had to have done it. Fact. Well, the question right. is he okay. never did. Fiction. Oh, fiction. Fiction. Right. fiction. Yeah, I was, I, I'd have to say fiction as well. He had a 20-sack season. That had to have led the league. It is Didn't a he? fact. He never led the league in sacks. What? 
Wow. This one's. I'm glad that Nick goes first on this one. Um, so Tom Brady my, question. It is a Tom Brady question. Yeah, Patrick, I, knew, I knew it was going to be a Tom Brady question. Oh, God. God. Fact or fiction, Tom Brady has led the NFL in passing yards as much as Peyton, Eli, and Aaron Rodgers combined. I'm confused. So Tom Brady has led the league in passing yards as many times as Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and Aaron Rodgers have led the league combined. So for instance, he left out Drew, he left out Drew Brees for a reason. I wanted to have well, the yeah. brothers in there. But. You said Eli Manning? Peyton, Eli, Eli Peyton. and Aaron combined. combined. Have led the league in passing yards as many times as Tom Brady has. I mean, Tom, Tom Brady's like the yak king, you know, dink and dunk Brady. Um, I'm going to go fact. So we're saying that Tom Brady has led the league more than – Same number of times as Peyton, same number. Eli, same number? and Aaron Rodgers combined. I said fact. I'm, I'm sticking with fact. I mean – You have to yeah, assume it's so close or I wouldn't even be asking it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I don't. yeah, yeah. 4,000 okay. rebounds isn't close, and you ask oh, Yeah, that that's one. true. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Yeah. Um, right. I think he's only done it once. Yards, though. That's what I was thinking, too. It's like yard, passing yards. And then, like, Eli probably never did it. Never did. And then... <laughs> yeah. did, does I'm, Aaron Rodgers ever do it? I don't think Aaron Rodgers has ever, ever, ever done it either. Peyton then, definitely did. And then you got Peyton, but did Peyton do it twice and Tom only do it once? I'm going to go fiction. You go fiction. Nick says fact. It is a fact. Um, Tom and Peyton both did it three times. Aaron and Eli never have. Yeah. See, that's we, damn. See, I thought it was three and two. How many times did uh, Drew Brees do it? Uh, I think he was like five times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many Super Bowls? Oh, well, not any good defense. It's all about leading your team to a championship and carrying your football team, I thought, right? Uh, but it works for basketball, but not for football. We'll go down well, there. You can't, you can't go over – I mean, c- comparing sports yeah. is – Sure you can. can. All right, let's not waste a half an hour yeah. of this again. I know. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. I'm down uh, one now, right? Shite. Sully's going first. He is down one. In football, Walter Payton never ran for 2,000 yards. That's a fact. However, his 132.3 yards per game in 1977 is the best all time. I'm doing math. Hold on. I think I'm going fiction. I'm just going to go fiction to rely on my hockey knowledge because I'm not one. Strategy, bro. It is, it is fiction. Uh, Walter Jim, Payton, Brown? It, Jim Brown and OJ Simpson are mm, literally doing mad. <laughs> mm, I said it. I was like, nah, because Jim Brown, I think, only played like 10 games in that season or something like that. And he had like a crazy amount of yards. So Wait, so that, means I, so that means I win. Unless no, we have, have a hockey up one. Like, you're up one. We have one well, question left. So, so I have only... to guess. I have to yeah. guess opposite of you right here. Okay. So the most career goals for a goalie is two. 
Is that fact or fiction? Oh, wow. Fact or fiction? <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I like how someone goes, is that fact or fiction? Like, I don't know. Because <laughs> you were stuck. I was like, is there more? Or <laughs> Yeah, oh this one's God. a tough one. So that's, you, know, I mean, you, know why, you know why it's difficult? Can I just explain why it's difficult? I feel like I'm on um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with my explanations. Here. I know. <laughs> but the, re- the reason it's difficult is because like back in the day, now, n- now, no one's ever going to do it. But like back in the day, goalies like used to come out to like center ice and shit, and they were insane. They didn't even wear masks. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they were psychopaths. And the pressure is on you because you have a one-question lead. You know Sully's going to take the opposite. So if you get it wrong, we go to the tiebreaker. You have to get this one right because you go first. You can to. I phone? Can I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> Even for winning the Derek Carr segment, I don't get an extra. Oh, you did not win. Jeez, <laughs> um, um, two is the is the fact. Final answer. <laughs> I wanted to go fact because if he, if it would have been a different number, like why two? Two so low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two uh, weird. I, I gotta weird. go fiction. It is a fact. Uh, it is let's Ron. Go, let's uh, go. Ron Hextall and Martin Brodeur are tied with two career goals. Yeah. Uh, but just for S and G's, if you guys wanted the tiebreaker question, it was going to see who could get closer to how many career hits exactly Albert Pujols has. Uh, do you want me to go first? Sure. You have to. I just yeah, it doesn't matter. Um. See, I wish I even had a clue. I wish you'd ask me how many hits Pete Rose has. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. How many does Pete Rose have? And then you think about like Pete Rose. What? 4,256. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like then I'm try to go with 3,850. 3, I think that, 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 that 3,850 is a solid number. I'm going to go. Thirty-six seventy-seven. Yeah, I'd go thirty-eight forty-nine if I was you. Um, but yeah, that's the same well, thing. I will say, this. if it had gone to a tiebreaker, it would have been Nick because it is three thousand two hundred and thirty-six. Uh, because he was so bad in Anaheim. Yeah, that's true. He was so bad. So that is the show. We appreciate everybody sticking around for the game and obviously checking out the segments. They're doing pretty well. If you guys just want to watch one segment, the Russell Wilson one turned in much bigger of a segment than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, we might have to rename it Russell Wilson slash Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah, Russell happen. Wilson part one, part two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah for sure. That was, a, that was a good one. We'll have to retouch on that. Uh, please like and subscribe at the bottom here. Uh, definitely, if you prefer to listen to the podcast rather than watch it, we are available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. You can download or stream the episodes if that's easier for you. Or you can watch us here on Facebook. Uh, check us out on, on Facebook, on uh, YouTube. But do check us out on Facebook at Infinity Sports Podcast, on Instagram at Infinity Sports Podcast, and on Twitter at Sports Infinity 5. So, again, thank you, everybody. I'm Wayne G. Sully, Nick P. How's you guys have any final thoughts? Yeah. Derek Carr is better than <laughs> Nick says he is. All right. Kenny. Well. <laughs> <laughs>